TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, I win that fight. TNT, I'm the power load. TNT, watch me explode. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you, Peter, man. Quite no the problem. intro. Everybody's nervous about the intro. Yeah, you know, it's it's scary. It's um, Why? Why? It's, it's intimidating. It's something new. I don't. I feel like it's not something that everybody just goes out and does all the time. Is this time. the first time you're on a podcast? Yeah. Yeah, but it's not the first time you're talking about construction, talking about your business, talking about your trade. No, right? No, no. You do not that probably every day. Yes, sir. That's how it is. I mean, you'll get more comfortable. I notice that when we talk to people, you get more comfortable, you get more relaxed because you're basically just talking to me on a job site. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, that's man. it. I mean, it's just getting over like the mic and the headphones <laughs> and kind of everything it's, that's here. It's weird. I know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm way north of the city downtown. I mean, a little bit of a trek, but I actually enjoyed it. I was in traffic. It's Toronto. That's how it is, man. But once I got off the highway, it was actually a nice country, man. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's... um kind of a thing that i have it's like once you get off of queensville you got 15 minutes to your home just serenity there's no excuse yeah you shouldn't be bringing anything home you got 15 minutes relax man you got trees there's no traffic there's nothing you just offload it it's peace that's all it is Th that's that important for you at the end of the day that's it today i've got peter from picasso interior that's it. That's it. That's yeah. the company, right? Picasso. You got to tell me the story behind the name. But I mean, so the handles, guys, everybody, the website is PicassoInteriors.ca. Yeah. Uh, email is P-T-I-M-P-A-N-O-L. No, sorry. T-I-M-P-A-N-O-19. 19 at, at gmail.com. Gmail That's it. You corrected me. Thanks, man. And also on Instagram, it's Picasso Interior, right? Yes. Picasso underscore interiors underscore con. Con. Okay. Perfect. We're going to talk about crown molding, yeah, accent walls, veneers, mm -hmm. plastering. Okay. What else are we going to talk about that you do? You do a gambit of stuff, man. I've been dealing with this rig outside, this 2500 that I just got. I've been digging into that lately, and I never thought I'd have the confidence to even work on something mechanically. But with everything that I know... It's taught me so much patience and the accessibility to YouTube and all these videos and all this. And it's like, I get really frustrated yeah. and tied up in this truck. But at the same time, it's so peaceful and it's so calming because it's so different. And it's so frustrating <laughs> that it's almost peaceful. And Are the answers out there? Yeah. They are? Yeah, some. Are, is, are, is it easy to reach other guys and get answers from them, or is it that... Is yeah, that... and everybody has been, honestly, like, really respectful, really open. They're willing to talk, especially the guys in the U.S. But, yeah, it's just been, like, I work, I come home, I deal with that. Me and my lady, we're good. And that's it, man. Life's simple. That's all like, it is, man. Like you said, you drove out north to the city. We got, what, three acres here neighbors on either side but nobody can see each other it's, it's a nice bookend at the very end of it man like i yeah. mean it's hectic traffic getting to that point but then yeah. after that it's yeah, it is it's common nuts. man yeah i know i totally agree with you the city has gotten worse and worse and it's no sign of getting better but some people say that people are going to start coming back into the city i don't know I how and so. when i think so well, you think so i don't know it's just a matter of what happens with all this uh 
COVID stuff and everything. All that crap and everything. I want to leave that up to the professionals. <laughs> Don't want to get too deep into that. But, yeah, the, um, the problem is that the professionals aren't even professionals about it. That's all yeah. it is. Everyone's just making it up as we go. But we're not. I don't want to get into no, that. No, no, I no, want to no. get into Picasso, right? That's so, it. That's it. Okay, right off the bat, let's talk about the name came from where. How did it all get started? Okay, so I got a shout out Pietro Galuzzo, one of the guys who trained me since day one. I learned... I don't want to say my work ethic from him, but definitely the system, how things are installed. Also, um, shout out to Marco Mangoni. That's my mentor. That is somebody who has taught me everything. He's been with me every step of the way. Anytime I have a problem, I call him and he's there. Old school guys? Yeah. Yeah. Pietro is actually, I think he's in his 30s. Marco is in mid-40s. Um, oh, so these guys are young. Yeah, they're young. Marco's been in it since day one, though. Since basically this whole styrofoam plaster molding thing came to be. So he was the goat. Him and somebody else, I don't want to bring it up. But sure, I mean, um, if you follow me on Instagram, I had a little bit of a spout two months ago and getting in at all get, that. Get in line, Peter. I mean, everybody has a spout on Instagram. That's, That's all it is, man. That's it. And I usually don't like to use that as a... That's sort of like a space to express myself in that way. It's good for you. Sort of strictly business, but yeah, it kind of got me. But yeah, the name came from him. One day we were just talking. We were in the van, just suiting the shit, and he's like, "Man, you know, I think Picasso would be a nice name." And I'm like, "Fuck," you know, I was thinking, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, like we're kind of artists." You know, the stucco industry. A lot of these guys, you like Michelangelo and names like that. And I was like, "Fuck." You know, there's not really many guys that do what we do. There isn't. Especially, like, in the styrofoam plaster. Like, yep. there's probably 10 of us who I would say that you could call and rely on to do your job. And then the other guys are just fly-by-nights. Yeah. It, they take an advantage of the... I guess I, I'd, I'd agree with you. It is artistry to begin with. It's a new technology, the way it's all set up. How long has it been around now? It's been around for a like decade or two? 15 years. Yeah, roughly, that's what I was yeah. going to say. It's yeah. all, and it came from plastering, but just to make it quicker, faster. So basically, the way that this product was invented, to my understanding, like, I mean, I'm still young. I'm only 25. It was basically looked at all the negatives of plaster molding, the time, the mess, the heaviness, and it corrected all those things but kept quality the same i can do a job in a day that would take a guy and plaster a week it's true you can't compare and if quality stays the same how how can you beat that no you can't man you know what i mean so i work with carpenters and stuff like that it's not like there's like some sort of like egotistic thing like oh you do moldings too you do moldings oh we can't talk no, because <laughs> at the end of the day, the carpenter is going to sell molding at a cheaper price than I can, no problem. Because he can buy from Home Depot. Meanwhile, we're manufacturing. Wait a minute. You're saying that a wood crown installed... MDF. Oh, okay. All right. MDF. Uh, okay. Not like real Poplar. wood, pond. No, 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 no. no okay. All that right. were basically par or maybe even cheaper. That's what I figured. But MDF. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are looking for But nowadays. who's doing MDF now? MDF's being done in what? In, in track building to kind of give it a little bit of an upgrade. Man, you'd be surprised. Are you kidding me? The it, amount of like people... In cust really? Custom? Like, are using MDF? <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the reason... 
Don't worry, you, Peter. You don't have to like shout out names, okay. man. I mean, like you can leave it's it at okay. B. So the reason why I started this whole business is because I was disgusted at the way that the construction industry was going. We were. What did you see? Everything. We were working in million dollar homes. So you got started at what? Okay, you're 25 right now. At what age did you start seeing this stuff? Probably when I started doing this, because when I was 16 to 18, I was landscaping during the summer, doing hardscaping, stonework, and I would go after school summertime, and I have two jobs, that freaking... Hustle, man. That's it, working nights at yeah. a restaurant, and then eventually I got involved in this trade, and that's when I started to see it from not so much custom builders, more like the big builders. Guys that are producing like production homes, like thousands, thousands of homes a year, right? Yeah. And you really start to see like people are paying big money for these houses nowadays, and they're putting in the cheapest of cheap. And even if you're not upgrading, you're still spending a million bucks if you want to live in anywhere that's somewhat central. Like it took you two hours to get here. Yeah. If you want it to take you 15 minutes to get somewhere, you're paying. You're paying. You're, you're paying. paying. For them to put this stuff in your house to where if you mop your floor too much and it gets too wet, your baseboards are going to warp because it's made out of MDF. <laughs> it's just the way that it is. It's funny that you say that because it's absolutely true. It's sad. It's true. And water is a big issue. Like not so much in my trade and like I don't have issues with it, but as a whole. These houses, how many times I've gone to houses, the whole inside's done. It's fucking painted. It trims in there, too everything's fast. installed, no brick, not even a roof on the house. Man, I've heard stories of guys working in houses, doing molding in a bedroom, and all of a sudden, the fucking ceiling comes in because of how much water is sitting inside the insulation. And you know what these fuckers do? What do they do? They just put the drywall back up and nothing happened. Plaster that shit, paint it. And this is what you're seeing next. in your late teens, early 20s, you're seeing Dude. this? I had like literally conversations with important people in my life, like in tears. This is going on. Did they know this was going on? And yeah, you're... but nobody can do anything because. But this it, is someone's dream home and they're trying 100%, to get in. But it doesn't matter. You're part of a production line. That's what it's come down to. Because it's so hard for guys like me or you to get loans from the bank or the banks that yeah. you can trust us to start building one or two, three houses a year. No one's going to give you $4 million no. to start a building company. Are you fucking crazy? No. You'll probably have a better chance actually getting $100 million to do a whole subdivision. 100%. Right. Which is a sad case. It is because then you're going to... Okay. The problem with that is now you're buying land. Yeah. So now you need cash. You need liquid. There's, there's no leverage in that. So now you've got to start having the conversation with people and almost like... Not begging, but you're asking for investors, but from who? From all these guys that are already involved? They won't let like, you in. This town is so small, man. Yeah. Like us being in Toronto, there's a couple families that run this whole thing. It's you know true. it. I know, I know it. I know. I know. Like there's no need to that's just what it is. You conform to it, you agree to it, and that's what it is. Everybody gets enough work. Everybody's going to work every day. It's not like there's an issue with that. It's just like there's so much production now. There's so much land that has been purchased from 20 years ago that this is what they're doing, right? For you to go build a custom house, it's costing you big money. Mm -hmm. And are you even making money on that house now? You might not. Most likely you won't. Because people were building houses. As soon as they build a house, they'd make 500 grand equity, yeah. pocket that, and they'd go maybe buy an investment property or do something with their coin. 
Now you're building a custom house and what? You're in the hole? You can't do nothing now? You bought a house to show your friends and it's like, oh, it's house beautiful. House poor, which is <laughs> a percentage of the market. That's all it is, man. People right? do it just to be house poor. So exactly. you're seeing this whole thing unfold. It's, I'm like respectful that you're paying attention to this, that you're noticing all this stuff. And you're seeing that these guys are marking up so many upgrades that are not worth the markup. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because you're seeing failures on these markups. Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> And it's sad, okay. huh? So standard would come with 5-inch baseboards. You upgrade to 7, and they're still giving you MDF. At 7. At 7-inch baseboard. So you're upgrading thinking like, holy shit, I'm upgrading 7-inch baseboards. You know, I own a million-dollar home now, 1.5. have these big baseboards, nice big moldings. My house is gorgeous. But is it? It's not. You start ripping it apart. You start realizing. It's like a car that had rust. They patched it with Bondo, painted it, sold it to you. Buff it. Trust it's me. nice and I had it happen to me. Yeah. I had it happen. But this is someone's home. I know. But they don't care. <laughs> in the end, they don't care. In the end, they don't care. The only people that care that I think right now in this industry are these custom guys that are building these custom homes. They're taking their time. They're building like three, the one four offs. houses a year. The yeah. one-offs. For me, either... I'm doing the teardown, buying a house, ripping it, building myself, or I'm buying a home from a custom builder that, that I trust. That's some guy that just does it like every so, like I said, a couple houses a year. What about the argument a, about the one-offs and that the clients don't really know the difference? They can't. You think most clients can actually, if you see an MDF crown up there versus no. your crown, they can't tell the difference. And I think that's why we've come to where we've come because there's no education. Nothing. Nothing in the school system. Nothing in like regular conversation. Like everything on the internet. Like if you go look up like how to do a feature wall, they show you the most basic, simplest, cheapest. And like that's what everybody's after. What's the cheapest product I can get? If you're not understanding, we have a manufacturing plant. Not a we, but the people that sub me. Shout out to Avalon. Shout out Moldex. There's bills to pay. We're not supplying the Home Depot. You can't just go get this material anywhere. You can't just buy it. Like, we manufacture this material. There's only three or four of us in all of Toronto yeah. that manufacture this moldings. This is what it is. I've been doing this for eight years now. It's an art. You learn how to shape things because you don't have to be perfect. Okay, so with wood... Well, you're using... Well, wood, you have to be bang on perfect. 100%. You have to check to see if there's a 90-degree angle, which... There's no corner that's 90 Never. degrees. Never. Never. I'm working on a project right now, and I actually did myself the favor because Gary Maris from Maris Carpentry actually mm -hmm. showed me a, a two-foot uh, angle finder from Bosch, right? Okay. And it's like 92, 91, 89. Yeah. Those They're are the disaster. angles that I'm getting. Well, because wood's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, wood's <laughs> tough to work with because now you have to be bang on perfect, and then yep. you got to glue it, and you got to put it in there, and you got to trial fit it, put it back, take it out, shave it. You got to do a bunch of stuff, or and you can scribe and yeah. do all that world, right? And scribing just when you're building like these custom houses, scribing is not a problem. When you're doing somebody's house that asks you, I just want you to come do my molding in my house. I don't want to paint my walls after. I don't want. I just want to paint the molding. And that's you get it. a lot of clients saying that they they just want you to come in and add that molding. Yeah, a lot of like people i know like what i post on my instagram is all these like fancy houses yeah, and they're new like, and, and new. yeah and like that's what we have to do for social media to portray this I whole, the whole filter, image right the filter there's a lot of houses that we do that are just straightforward so like, they just want you to come in and and already 
So you can't damage the walls. You have to prep everything, protect everything, and then install your crown? Yeah, but the beauty about it is it's not like plaster. So I'm not going in there, smashing the walls, creating this whole mess. Like, everything's water-soluble. So I put my molding down. I put a bead of mud on one side, put a bead of mud on the other, stick it in the wall. It basically like makes like a suction. Once it dries, it dries. Like even when I have to go repair jobs and I got to take off molding, that's like, for me, it's like all hell broke loose because yeah. you can't get it off. It's it become, bites right into. Oh yeah, like once it dries and you feel like those air pockets, mush and everything is like become one like a suction cup and it dries, you're in, man. You First time moving. I ever saw it was maybe about seven years ago, and and I was impressed with, first of all, the blade is different. Yeah, I use a stone, uh, concrete blade on you my using saw. It, yeah, you, yep. you, so you you change up your miter saw, so you're probably using what are you using a Dewalt or? So I use a Milwaukee 12 inch out of Milwaukee. I use a 12 inch Milwaukee with a Makita stone blade on it, stone and that's blade. what I find is the best. It for cuts me. the cleanest. It cuts the cleanest. You can also use um, like a metal blade, what they would use to cut steel and stuff like for. Oh really? Does that cut as well too? Yeah, that I've, cuts I as find, well. Yeah, so the tight weave uh, yeah. concrete blade is the one that you want to cut. And you guys are always count, cutting the like. You correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Flat. No. You're not doing it on an angle. No, no. Well, how are you cutting the moldings? Okay, so yes and no. So like, I basically use my saw like how it has a ninety. So you have your rails, and then you have your base of your saw. My rail would be the your wall. ceiling. No, oh, sorry. Would be the wall. Okay. The base of my saw would be the ceiling because you're cut it reversed. So I basically put it on the so saw. So you're cutting it the same way that wood guys are cutting it. Yeah. But sometimes they tilt their saw. So they'll use a 10-inch, and they'll grab from the back, and they'll tilt it side to side. Correct, yeah. I'll turn mine side to side and just 45 it straight or whatever the cut is. But you're still cutting it upside down and yeah. backwards. Yeah, yeah. But we don't have to cope. We don't have to cope moldings. We don't have to do nothing. Because you shape it with mud at the corners. That's it. I fill everything with mud. So when I, like I cut my 45, put my inside right in. I go to put my inside left. I put the whole inside corner with mud. Put the left piece in, all that mud squeezes out, and one it dries and it sticks to the styrofoam. It's hard. It's one piece. Yeah. It's better than any glue, any like because you can clean it now. You got time now to clean the mud off, use your tool, use water, you know, clean it up. And then everything gets done twice. So well, not inside corners. Inside corners you do once if you can, if they're not too big <laughs> and you don't have to basically custom make it. Yeah, yeah. But outside corners, flats, they all get done twice, smoothed out. So you basically have like a seamless finish. I've seen it. I, I've I have had it on my job sites. It's impressive. It's it is shaping. I know that you guys have an arsenal of different tools, yeah. old school tools that you guys use to carve, depending on whatever the profile mm -hmm. is. I've seen it as big as a twelve inch crown. Yep. I know that it can get even bigger than that. Yeah, mostly banquet halls, like yeah. stuff like that. You'll do you like a large really cove or something like yeah. that, and, and and then you can start. But I mean, generally speaking, for the most part, the market's always asking for what, like a seven or or like a nine crown or. Um, um, usually about six or seven. Okay. Because usually majority of people have eight foot to nine foot ceilings in their house. And people need to understand. It. So the other thing, Peter, you got to understand is that I do surprisingly have a lot of clients that listen to this show mm -hmm. because they got wind that contractors are having candid conversations about the industry. We have expressed that 
clients piss us off occasionally because mm-hmm. that's just part of the industry. But the thing is, they also love the insight on it. And and it's great that you brought up the eight foot ceilings or the nine foot ceilings because you'll get clients that will look at an eight foot ceiling and go, give me a 12 inch crown. It doesn't work that way. You can't <laughs> no, do that. That's crazy. That, yeah. That's like one time I went to go see this guy in Brampton. Enough said. He got to, no, no, very nice man, very nice man. I actually ended up backing into his garage <laughs> <laughs> with my trailer, and I had to replace like his stucco where his um his light would be, oh, where his number is over okay. his garage door. Okay. So I backed into that. I, I just, <laughs> yeah, you you got the job though, right? Yeah, yeah I got okay. the job. So, <laughs> but he was telling me when I got there. He was like, well, this is after I backed into this thing after I got the job. But when I was there, went to go see it. He was telling me, yeah, like this, this plaster guy came, like this original plaster guy. And he told me I got to get as many inches as high my ceiling is. So huh? he had nine foot ceilings and the guy was telling him he needs to get a nine inch molding. I'm I've like, never heard of that, man. Okay. One, if that's what you've experienced back home and that's what you like, no problem. If you in, like that much detail, that's something that intricate, that big, that busy, sure, I'll do it. No problem. My maybe, maybe layers, though, maybe layers lowering down, but not an actual physical crown piece at nine inches. That seems big for nine foot. That's just me. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Like nine, a nine inch, like I just did a 20 or 12 inch molding on a dome in the Barada path and it was the ceiling was 35 feet high oh and it still looked big it doesn't look too big but you, you take it into consideration right. you're at 35 feet looking up from main floor on the foyer looking up at this dome on the 12 inch molding and you're like okay that fits it fits the dome correct and then the dome feels as if it's one piece with the crown. Yes. And that's why it fits comfortably. Then you also have that conversation where, I mean, I'm covered in tattoos. And my very first one, the artist said, I've never had somebody come back to me to complain that something was too big. I've only had somebody complain that it was too small. Then again, there was a fucking limit. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, but I mean, like the options vary. I think people, the real issue that I have with clients is everybody expects you to be their teacher, which is fine. And that's the reason why I became into business. I have no problem communicating with people. I enjoy it. There becomes a point where it's like you're asking questions that are are not relevant to me. They're more relevant to yourself. It's like, what should I do here? Well, I don't know. I can tell you what I would do in my house, but this is not my house. It's your house. I'm not a designer, you know, like I understand design and detail, like to an extent, people just need to understand like the space that they're looking at and not try and overwork it. That's like a big thing with me too, is I don't like things busy. Are there two schools of thought here when I like that you're saying that clients are are basically questioning you, but are they doing it because they're trying to figure out design options? Because they've gone the Pinterest route, the house route. They maybe have spoken to the designers and designers have given their $300 an hour rate. And then they've also maybe (laughs) hired a a wood guy to come in or a plaster guy to come in. Or maybe a Home Depot MDF guy to come in. And now they're questioning you to find out where do you fall in this whole gamut of things that they've already inquired about. To see if you're wrong or right or if you're in line. 100%. And I think... The issue that a lot of people, and just like normal society, 
we see all these things on the internet and we get excited. Okay? We believe them too. We see these things on Pinterest. We see these houses. We see these spaces and we're like, I want that in my home. People don't understand how much it costs. There's never a dollar figure attached to any never. of that. And then you have guys that'll go there and they're fucking slick. And they're, <laughs> they're like salespeople. They won't even mention numbers. They won't talk a price. They'll say, you need this, you need that, and they're good, man. Like they'll sell you on it. And the moment that you get that quote or that estimate in the email, you're like, whoa, the guy wanted 40 grand for that? I just wanted this and this. But you're not understanding that this and this takes this and that. There's always a process. It's never just like, oh, well, can't you just do this? Well, can't you just do that? Clients need to understand that if you want to hire a professional well, <laughs> and you want a professional job. Like I said, eight sure. years. Yeah. Eight years, three years on How my many, own. Like, I, I, I'm sure you don't even have the answer for this. How many linear feet of crown have you think you have installed fuck. over eight years? Holy fuck. I don't want to know. Like, it's insane. That's like counting how many beers have you drank. <laughs> like, oh, my God. No, but it's got to be, like, way up there. Hundreds There's got to be, thousands. like, a lot. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't say millions, but I've definitely put in my 10,000 hours, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So, 100%. so you're giving up your professional opinion to them, and then all that costs money. It's not that you're gouging. This no. is your rate. This is a fair rate for the product that's being installed. They got also, and I hope you tell them this, sure, the product looks great. But it doesn't look amazing until it's installed properly. 100%. Because you can have an amazing product and you can give it to a hack and they can install it and they could just butcher it. Sometimes I come across people and clients who are, well, I'm not sure about this material. I've never heard about it. There's um, some really good guys out there. Shout out Drywall Nation. They've taken the time and come out to the city, did a video with Moldex on basically like how it's made. Actually, how it's made has done a video with Moldex too. Oh, really? But Drywall Nation did a really good one. And they go in depth explaining like the process and how our material is made and everything. But there's no real like video or process on the install because the industry is so small and not a lot of guys want to give away their the secrets. Their secrets. That's like what their I tactics. noticed. And lately, actually, I just picked up something new from one of the guys that we work with and he taught me this new system and i've like dropped almost two hours off my day what's the system i can't say <laughs> i know a secret. i know <laughs> you don't t don't tell me on mike tell me off mike later on peter no but i i totally understand and that's the thing about this is that the reason that it costs what it costs is because you guys have been doing all the r d you've been studying it yeah man. like the amount of days that i've woken up at four in the morning and i've come home at 11 at night and it's just spinning yeah like not even like it's gotten so bad where i'll know a job's coming up and i i'll dream about it i'll dream about it and like the day before i've already done it it's done in my head and that's how like obsessed i am and it bothers me like it doesn't happen often but for me i'm really fast I like things to go smooth. I'm fast. I have a system. It what is, is it? You and a helper or just? Um, it was. <laughs> it was. That I find was most a, of you guys are loners, man. I find that you yeah. guys have a. a yeah, it's unless, hard. It depends on the scope of the work. Yeah. If it's a really a massive job like that dome mm -hmm. and way up there, you're probably going to need a hand, right? Yeah. So like there's guys that I can call on for sure. I've had two employees, excuse me, since I've started. Um, one guy was with me for a year and a bit, Christian, amazing kid. I've known him since he was eight years old. Um, I just had a guy leave on me. The complaint was too much driving. <laughs> so 
So what's he doing now? Uber? But I don't know. <laughs> is it sir? Is it trying to collect EI while you quit? I don't know. It's so just, yeah. It's um He's checking the boxes. That's all it is. And you know what's sad? Two years younger than me. Twenty three. Well, it's funny that you're twenty five saying you had a kid and I'm like, he's twenty three. Okay. I know. You can go on this rant totally if you want to. I um, mean, because you see it. You li- I know that most of you guys at your age have the biggest gripe about your age. It's hard. Okay, 25. 23, I bought my first house. Three years ago, so at 22, I opened this business. I still have friends that are waking up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. By all means, good guys. But Why are they wasting no their drive. day? No drive. Different things, gone down wrong paths, can't get out of it. It sucks and it's sad to see. And even the older guys, a lot of guys just want to get paid, go home. They don't, and like, they lie out their ass. Like, yeah, I've done this, I've done that, and I've done that, but they've fucking done nothing. There is this one guy when we were working at this other company, and he fucking comes in. He was like 40 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I know all this stuff. I was a plaster guy for all these years, this, that. Marco goes to see a job that he did. It took him like all fucking day to do a job that take you three hours. Took him all day, and the joints were a disaster. Bad. Okay, outside corners, it's one thing. That's something that's like, okay, guys are good at it. You're not good at it. You can get the cut. You can't. You can feather the plaster out. Those are kind of like hit and miss. You have leeway on those. Flats? There should be no excuse on a flat joint. You should never see a flat joint. Are we seeing twisting? Are we seeing... Not even. Just like mud insetting. Like when it dries, like the mud shrinks, right? It'll inset to the joint and it'll look sunken. So you'll clearly see the joint. Because people think they can get away with it in one coat. You can't. You can't. Unless you know how to make it dry. If you know how to make two-hour mud dry in 10 minutes, like me, then you know how to do it. Okay. But if you don't... But you're still getting that second coat on there. 100%. You have to. You know you need that there second coat. There is no excuse. I've only heard one story of one guy who was able to do it with one coat. He was able to get his joints so flush, so tight. He would take so much time perfecting that one joint that he would save in the long run because he wouldn't have to go back twice. So the amount of up and down he would save, amount of energy he would save, and that's like kind of this thing with this whole system. Because before, I used to put everything up, and then I would go back and plaster all my joints twice. The amount of stairs I'm climbing, holy fuck, it's like Scaffold the same tower everything. every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day, every day, up and down, up and down, up and down on your three ladder horses, your scaffolds, and half the stuff we do is illegal anyway, so... <laughs> That's another because you got to set it up. That's a whole other. That's a GC's responsibility. But I see it. Yeah, you guys. But two, to be two honest, step, three step, four step ladders, and you guys put planks impossible. on them. Yeah. If you have me come to a house, let's say you have me come to a house and you had an open to above and it's thirty feet. Technically, I have to be tied off. So I'm going to tell you, Manny. You know what I need you to do? I need you to break your finished drywall that you just finished. Anchor it. Put. Four or five anchors in for me so I can move around throughout the day. I know. And then after I'm done for my day, I need you to spend another three grand patching the drywall that I just destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's the legal way of doing it. It ain't going to happen. And it makes no sense to do it. It ain't going to happen. I know. I've seen... Even the guys that are pressing you with the fine, if you go to their house and do it, they're not going to make you do that. Are you crazy? They won't. They won't. I know they won't, man. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? It is... They have this big book 
of like all these rules, right? Yep. But they don't take into account each trade. Like my saw, my saw is completely illegal. I shouldn't be saying that on thing, but it is. Yeah, the moment, well, why? Because you're changing the blade on that saw? No, because everything's off it. All the safety guards, everything's yeah, but the, gone. But the thing is, you actually have to take the guard off. Or it's impossible. To cut the material. I can't. Like, I, there is no saw on the market that yeah. fits crown molding with all the safety parts. Like, just literally take it out of the box at Home Depot and I can use it. There's not one. There's not one company that manufactures a saw It's funny us. you bring that up because every guy that I've seen do your work, there's no guards. There's no guards. They tools take are custom all. made. Yeah, tools are all custom made. They're all custom made. They I have, have tools to. from Marco that have been passed down from when yeah, he was you guys like 30, are, you guys 15 are making, years old tools. Yeah, you guys are making yeah. knives that suit that profile. Yeah. There's some companies like Skycon. They'll bring in tools from Italy that are special plaster tools. Because and that you are they still grab. doing it over there or are they yeah. still doing plaster? Have they know. embraced this or not? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think know. So. I've never been. But I would I would think that they're still doing the old I think their nose way. would be up in the air if you kind of try to sell them that. But it's funny. They're the same nation that invented or it brought to the market six mil porcelain. Uh, when Italy was always diehard 2CM, 3CM marble slabs. Right. But they're the ones that invented six mil porcelain. And that's just a photograph on a piece of porcelain. And that's the biggest material that's going out there right now. So being Italian, maybe I can I say... Think I thought I totally... Maybe because they didn't invent it? Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe. Who did come up with it? Where is the history of this product? From what I've heard, it's through a, mo a company called Canamold. And they're still around today. Yeah, they're still around. No hatred, whatever. Canamold, it is what it is. I do work for them sometimes. They were the first ones. The owner, Ned... He's pretty big. I know he's in like the U.S., I guess not just here. So he's done pretty good for himself. And the guy that we used to work for that I had that whole rant about on Instagram <laughs> and stuff, he basically stole his idea and ran with it and stole a couple people's other ideas and ran with those too. And there's so much work out there. One guy can't supply everybody. Is it? I mean, because I know that Canamold and other companies like that, they're also doing moldings for exterior as much as they're doing for interior. But That's where it started. That's where it started, right? Yeah, because all the stucco was always styrofoam. Yes. Styrofoam coated in yes. cement. Yeah. And somebody was just like, well, well, fuck, we're cutting these profiles out as molding for outside. Why can't we cut them on the Why inside? Why can't we put plaster on them? And just finish them with a finish plaster. Yeah. I mean, it's not just straight plaster out of a bag no. poured into a thing. No. There's a There's chemical a special compound. Mix. Yeah. Every company makes it different. Every company's molding is different. The quality is different. The process is different. For me, buying molding from one company, going to another company, installing that molding, the process is completely different. How I have to install is different. Really? Yeah. Just because their product is different? Yeah. The way that I have to cut it. I have to be careful with it. Some companies, their molding bends more than others. Some, it doesn't bend as much. Once it's on the wall, it's all the same thing. Yes. It, it doesn't matter company to company. Once it's installed, it's installed. doesn't change. It's the getting there part that changes. Okay, I just want to let everybody know again. Picasso Interiors Con, right? Yeah. PicassoInteriors.ca is the website. And then, again, your email is ptimpano Nineteen at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And then Instagram is again. Sorry, what was it? Picasso underscore interiors underscore con underscore con. Walk the listeners through because I know you don't want to give up that many secrets, right? Mm -hmm. But 
coffered ceilings, waffle ceilings. Yeah. This is a little bit more challenging than a 90 degree miter or inside outside. Yes and no. Yes and no? Yes really? and no. Marco has, I would say, from, so from what I heard, this older guy taught him. This older guy, I don't know if he's around anymore or whatever. Marco basically invented this whole system. So whoever knows anything about styrofoam moldings and who installs our stuff and uses the cuts that we use and how we cut, you've learned from Marco or you've learned from somebody who learned from Marco. That's how small this That's industry is. That's how small is. the community That's is. That's how small it is. Okay. All of us have added our own touches to it and all of us do stuff different. The basic install would be mud and screws for a coffered ceiling. I like to add spray foam to the top of my pieces in between the mud. When you don't see it. To squeeze it up to the ceiling? Squeeze it up. It's like a glue. Because It, it is. I mean, spray foam is a glue, yeah. technically, yeah. Yeah, but like, so the one I buy is the same one for the windows, like that you would use to fill the cracks. Got it. And I just use it as a glue. I just spray it on top of my beam, squeeze it up. I find it helps, especially when we do these new builds. When we go in, there's nothing in. There's no floors. There's no hardware. There's nothing. So if I'm doing the family room and they have hardwood upstairs and these guys are coming in, they carry these things of wood and they just drop them on the floor. Like, you can't blame these fucking things are heavy. They're not going to think about like what's on the ceiling. So these are just things that we've learned that have come with the trade, right? Like you go back to do a house to do repair and you see cracks in certain places and you're like, oh, well, there's hardwood above that. You know what I mean? They're banging the floor. They're dropping the thing like... After somebody moves in, they're not, there's not that much movement in the house besides like wood with heat and, and hot and cold and contraction like that. Yeah, But that's the beauty of the product is that it expands with both planes. Yeah. So that's why I have yet to, and I'm sure that you probably have seen maybe mm -hmm. one or two, cracks. Yeah. And even it, if, you it see, if you see a crack, you could just fill it because it's mud. Yeah. And if there's a crack, something else is wrong. True. Most of the times when I see cracks, it's in upper um, upper halls. Okay. Because not a lot of, I don't know if it's framers, builders, whoever it is, they don't, some guys don't build the roofs properly. So when you get high winds and stuff, the wood on the roof is shifting, right? It's going up and down. It's, it's the moving. uplift. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the word is like hurricane clips. Yeah, there's hurricane the clips, but there's actually something in the OBC, which actually is part of the test, about uplift. So what happens is that the trusses mm -hmm. are laid on the tops of the second floor walls. And for whatever reason, maybe the trusses weren't done properly, or yep. maybe they were engineered, rolled, and stamped, and they may have shifted a tiny, tiny bit. So what happens is that they'll sit on the perimeter, on the exterior, but then on the interior, there might be a gap between mm -hmm. the interior walls and the bottom of the truss. Yeah. That's where your uplift is. And that movement will actually, during seasons, will go up and down. And I've seen it as bad where it's, it's split molding in half. The molding oh. hasn't separated from the ceiling, hasn't separated from the wall. There's no separation crack, no pressure crack, But nothing. in the center. But literally the center of the molding has split open. Do you get a lot of clients looking at it and going, I don't understand how that's magically sticking to drywall. <laughs> yeah. When it's Especially like, big moldings. Yeah, like are, are they like scratching their head trying to figure? Yeah. I mean, the idea is that your mud and the molding is biting past the paper into the gypsum and is becoming one with the gypsum. That's the theory behind it, right? In theory, yeah, basically. That's basically what's going on. But they're trying to figure out how that yeah. happens. How it works. Yeah, but that's uh, what happens. Yeah, like so I don't know if it goes... It's a lot easier to install in houses that are primed versus... 
just the base drywall guys have sanded and I come in a day after because there's so much dust on the walls that nothing sticks. Nothing's you guys don't have to, to wipe dust. it down, right? Yeah, and I'm not going to take the time to do that. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, no. I will if it's in a custom house, but a production house, I don't have the time. As a sub, you don't have that time. We're going into these houses as subcontractors, at least me and a couple other guys. There's not many guys by hour in this trade. You're only making so much money per house yep. with everything else that's tied on. I mean, I chose to go the route of a truck and trailer. Most of the guys just go vans. I had the space to park it. I don't want two vehicles, two insurance, two gas, yeah. two engines, yeah. fucking yeah. eight tires, pain two transmissions. Pain the ass. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather a nice truck. Add a motorcycle it. to that mix too. Yeah, trust me, I got one in the shed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I know it doesn't stop. So when you get stuff like that, like, and that's just something that comes with it, and that's like kind of when this guy quit, and he, I was like, you know, what? it's better that you quit now. Like it bothered me, yeah, but it's better that you quit now because you can't handle it. The amount of times I've gone to jobs. Where did he go to now? What, do you know where he went? You don't I know. No okay, hang on. We got back. To, I took you off of Waffle. Yeah, the sorry. Cawford. Sorry, sorry. So you're using... No, no, that's my bad. So then you were using... Actually, that's a nice little trick, man, because I know most guys, I've seen them pull out the six-inch screws or something like that, and yeah, they're driving those screws, right? No, but, and then you're going to fucking hit a pipe, and then I'm going to pull my insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Kiss my ass. No, so it's better to... Actually, the, the, the spray foam makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah. And then it holds it nice and tight. Yeah. And then you're finessing it from there. So how do you... When you start working a coffered or waffle scene, where are you starting? Are you starting from the center? Are you starting from the perimeter? How are you starting? So if I'm walking into a room and it's blank, I'll walk in. I'll set my scaffolds up. I'll basically build myself a raised floor. This way it's easy. Some guys do it different. Some guys will just build. They'll do a, a wall at a time. For me, I don't like that. I don't like moving my stuff, getting up and down. It's fucking tiring enough. Make a floor. Chalk the whole ceiling out depending on how they want it. You want equal squares. You want something that's like divide. You want bigger squares in the middle, four squares around that are equal, two in the middle or whatever, however you want to circle. Chalk it out and then basically start from your perimeter, work your way in, and then that's it. Like it's not it's not too complicated for us because everything comes prefab. So I have a, a... Based on the site measurements or based on drawings or... Depends, um, I guess. Yeah, yeah it, it's all situational. So there's a booklet with probably four or five different designs. And then different builders will have different ones that are considered like quote-unquote standard. And then you have your upgrade models. But when I'm selling to the public, private customers are like that. This is the price. You have seven options to pick from, six options to pick from. They're all different sizes. This is what it is. You know, if you want something custom, we can make it. Not a lot of... Those times that it comes out, someone has like a beam presented to me. I make this, right? Yeah, yeah. So we usually have pretty standard things, and people are, for the most part, pretty happy about it. Well, I mean, box beams are designed a certain way, and then you just choose your profile that's going to go on the inside, and then. So yes and no. They're not. I can do it that way. Yeah. Okay. I can basically build you like fake bulkheads, wrap crown molding inside, or have beams that are manufactured with the. The beam, the crown, and everything. everything as one. Yeah. Oh, wow. These are the conversations that I have with my carpenters. Shout out Expert Moldings. And Arnie and Ivan and the guys over there, phenomenal guys. I share a lot of jobs with them. They do a lot of my wainscoting work, trim work, doors, and all that. Because I'll get called in. People just see our ad. They don't know what it is. They don't know the material. I bring samples and... Like, oh, what's this? I was expecting wood. Like, you know, yep. I wanted wainscoting and can you do this? 
no, I can't. I mean, I can. There's limitations to yeah, it. Yeah. So with the weight and scotting thing, I don't like to use armor material because it is foam coated in plaster. If it's high, I'll do it. No problem. But if it's low, if you got young kids and... It's going to get toast. Because I don't want to come back. You'll be touching it up forever. Yeah, because it's a headache on my end, headache on your end as a homeowner. You got to organize for me to come. I got to organize to come now. Like, I'd rather supply you with a product where you don't have to call me. Like Almost like it's the 50s. Yeah. You bought a car? That's it. You bought a car. <laughs> it's you the know, 50s. the owner's manual told you how to fix it, and that's it. It's yeah. not like bring it back to the dealer in three years, buy a next one. Yeah. That's you know? today. It's 100% it is today. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is, man. Yeah, it's a disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster. Everything's it's a disaster. It's the 50s. I love it. Uh, okay, so that's impressive. But now do they annoy the hell out of you even further when they start adding lighting, accent lighting into the molding? So you're fishing not, wires or what? You're fishing uh, low voltage wires? No, I won't even touch it. It won't, but I, I mean, I mean, a lot of people want that accent lighting. Yeah, everybody wants this until they see the bill. Yeah. So it's true. Like the amount of people that have come to me, oh, I want a waffle ceiling that looks like it's dropped, and you have like rope lighting in it. It makes it look like a light bounce in right. each square. No problem. I gotta make a custom beam. Two thousand dollars ceiling just went up to six grand. You still want it? No. <laughs> exactly. So we'll, I put the $2,000 we'll, one we'll in. We'll put a recessed light in each one, and that's good enough. Correct. Yeah. If you have the money, spend it. By all means, I'll support you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll collect it. <laughs> but the reality is a lot of people don't have it, which is fine. There's nothing against that. Stay in your lane. Just know where you're at. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then don't get mad at me when I present something to you and it's too much. And you're like, oh, you know, but I didn't. Ex- you're at the finishing stage here. This is where they want to. This is all the bells and whistles. This is the finale. This is. And that's like, yeah, it's hard because you don't know the problems that have come before. Yes. Did they have foundation problems? Did they have framing problems? HVAC problems? You don't know. All these things happen. They're inevitable. No matter how good of a company you are, there's always going to be problems. But the finishing is what you see. Like, I get it. Everybody wants straight walls. You need a square foundation. Like, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that all that stuff is behind the drywall. Everybody wants to skimp out on the finishings, but drop their big money on the foundation of the whole home, which is, you have to, yeah, but budget. You got to pay attention to it. Yeah, like it's still there. You're still going to have to finish your house after you frame it. If you go all out on your whatever, everything underneath the drywall, and you have no money left, you don't even have a house. So what's the point? I wanted to ask you, do you, the manufacturer of this product here, they always recommend that it should be spray paint finished, right? Yeah. Or it doesn't even, matter? Even I would. Because yeah. with the brush, it's going to see lines. Yeah. If it's high up, it doesn't matter. Then again, with spray, like... It's so much easier. <laughs> it's easier, but it's more expensive. But you're it, getting painters in there to begin with, and they should be spraying. They should be, I'm so assuming. I have a couple guys that I hand their numbers out and they deal with that. When it comes to being a GC, I don't want it. Why is that? The amount of stories that I've heard from a young age to now, going to work on houses and guys are like 30 year old supers. Bro, why'd you quit? What happened? Oh, you know, I'm my own company, this, that. I was tired of chasing money. I was tired of doing this, tired of doing that. So even a house that I did the the other day in Ajax, I ended up getting two houses side by side, molding, trim, lighting. I introduced all the guys, but I don't want any part of it. 
I'll do my job. You pay me. I'm in and out. You pay the electrician. You, you contract deal with, him, with them. Yes. That's it. I'll do the meet and greet. I have no problem with that. I don't want to deal with the money aspect of it. I don't want to deal with the chasing the problems. You know, like if you have it, you have it. I'm a simple guy, man. Like that's a GC's job is chasing money. No, hundred percent. Me having my house, which obviously isn't the one that we're in now, but I have a rental property in Barrie that's a duplex that I rent out. That's something that I have to deal with. You know what I mean? So that's something on my plate that I enjoy dealing with as a GC enjoys dealing with what he enjoys dealing with. And that's something that kind of where I would like to take my business, not so much my business, but me as a whole. I would like to start working down that route, start going towards investment properties, investment properies, doing like teardowns like me and my lady, her parents live on 100 acres at nine and 50, basically sort of close to there. There's an old farmhouse that's on the property. So I have my fingers crossed that the house was built in 1890. Okay. That's how old. But there's another thing that's on it from beginning 1800s when they were giving out the farmland in Canada. Oh, so wow. there's mad history on that property itself. I hope that we can start digging into this house and building it. And that's going to be our home. That's kind of like my test project. I don't like testing on clients. Some guys do. Some Everybody guys, does that. If you're GC, if you're trade, yeah. you test on your own home. And that's it. So and you figure out. For me, that's kind of going to be like the make it or break it. Not the make it or break it, but like where am I going to go with my life after this? Like I said, I'm only 25. I got a lot of years ahead. Am I able to deal with it? The stress, the everything that comes with building a home. Because this house is like tear down to one wall, probably have to replace the whole foundation. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a hundred years, man. A hundred years old. Yeah. Never been taken care of. Like right now they just pull power out of it for the horses and stuff like that. You're starting from scratch, man. Basically. Yeah. Basically. But I'm excited and I have my fingers crossed that that'll we, be a challenging that project. we can go through it because yeah. they, they have like their house. They built their own house on the property separate from this house. They didn't want to rebuild it, but we don't really have an option because she's on a Moraine. I don't want, like, I already have my one mortgage that I'm making money off of. I'm not going to go put in 700 grand, 800 grand in a mortgage to live. I don't care what the fucking market says. I have other options. If I'm putting 800 grand, I'm investing 800 grand. Smart, man. And people will argue with me in the comments, blah, blah, Yeah, living in a house is an investment, equity, this, that. Okay, yeah, deal with your argument. That is But these days, the banks are changing the rules, too, here in Canada, right? So I think they're changing the rules because they're preparing for something that's going to happen. Oh, fuck. And whoever's overextended, I'm just saying, right? We all know that. And anybody who's smarter is kind of paying attention. I don't know. Have you noticed this lately? Because I wanted to just be sidetracked a tiny bit. I've been noticing a lot of guys advertising on IG. Yeah. A lot of trades advertising on IG. You know what? I've paid for advertisements. I mean, I still do for sponsored ads and stuff like that. Never on other other people's pages, just yeah. sponsored. Facebook, though. Really? If you can deal with the bullshit of people asking you, is this available? And then never answering. If you can get past that and get past the people that are just like willing to go for price, for it being free and posting on Facebook Marketplace... You know what your open line is. Like, you're not just some Joe Blow selling molding out of your fucking garage, like yeah. Peter's Crown yeah. Molding. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you're a professional company. You know, have your Google reviews website. Like, you have everything. You present that. Majority of the time, you can close. I found. And yeah. it's free. I know that you and I, we had, when I posted my Home Stars, 
yeah. bullshit, right? Yeah, that was. I, I I just had enough, man. Like the guy called me and said exactly what I posted there, and I just hung up. I just said, fuck off, and I hung up, man. So they. They kind of wrote me into this thing, so they called me. Um, there, you're not the only one, man. And they do it to so many trades. So I did it. I wouldn't say they wrote me in it. That's their business. You want model. to give it a try? Yeah, hundred percent, because it sounds good. There's a Google just for contractors that I can use to make money off of. You're gonna give me leads. Fantastic. Leads. Fantastic. And how were the, how were the leads? Shit. Fucking shit. You know why? What kind of leads were you getting? People just concerned about a dollar figure. Nobody was concerned about the quality that was going into their home. Nobody concerned about what happened. That's the majority of what I've heard when I've spoken to any trade that has signed up. Like you said, race to the bottom. Bottom. That's all it is. You're racing to the bottom. You're devaluing your business. You're hurting your company. It takes time. There's patience in this game. You're not going to be rich one day. You ain't going to get rich off one job, no matter how many guys fucking convince themselves and they scam people. They give them fucking 200 bucks when they sort of give buddy 400 bucks so they can pocket another 200. Go fuck yourself because it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It happens though. Like I, I was listening to one of your other podcasts. I don't even remember what number it was. I was just skimming through when you You bring up what on. was talked about, I might remember. <laughs> you guys were talking about the pay it forward aspect. Yeah. And not making, I think it was another young gentleman that you had on here. I think he was a framer or something. And you were talking about the pay it forward aspect about not making so much money on certain jobs and paying it forward. That's key. It is. That's like, I think that was Jesse. Yeah. And we were talking about it because he, he's such a, and he's funny. He's 25, man. Yeah. And he's, he's an old school and he, he sees it. He understands it. Right. But yeah. he also has the same problems. Even recently, he sent me a, a DM. He's like, I can't find guys, man. Like, it's need, hard, man. It's hard to find guys. It's and you're, you're right. These guys old, are waking young, up at one o'clock in the matter. afternoon, man. I don't understand it doesn't that. Doesn't matter their age. The only chance you have, have your own kids, put them in your company, and that's it. <laughs> You're not the only one to say that. That's I've heard the only that. chance. I know, but there's that that growing up period. There's a good 15 year, 16 year waiting. Well, you there's know. enough growing up in this industry. <laughs> You'll learn. All You'll right, learn. I want to get back, Peter. I want to get back to. Okay, so you're not only doing the crown. You're not only doing the waffle and the coffered. You're doing accent walls. You're doing veneers. You're doing brick. You're doing what else? Are you doing the veneers. We've touched on. I've done a lot of houses. I've done the exterior of houses. Done a lot of subdivisions in Blue Mountain, whole subdivisions. It's not something that I enjoy. Not something that even people are picking anymore. Like really? not a lot of people want stone in their house. The natural, st from what I found, a lot of people want more modern, clean lines. What do they want? Perfect. The diamond patterns? They want some sort of geometric kind yeah, of... Yeah, so that was a cool feature wall that I did was yeah. that diamond pattern yeah, that yeah. I had the opportunity to do that was very interesting that was another selling thing that i was frustrated with because i never did it before i don't have like fancy computer programs to like lay out shit on a computer which i probably should but i don't so i went on youtube and i'm like one i'm gonna combine my basic knowledge with what i know how to do after all these years with something new so i'm gonna go on youtube and see if i can figure out it was so complicated the diamonds? Yeah, like the way that these people were describing it on the internet, I'm like, I gotta make a video. I never ended up doing it, but I was like, man, you don't have to do all that. Like, I get it. People want their fucking diamonds, like, yeah, 22 and a half <laughs> by 33 and three quarter. Like, fuck off. You're not gonna know if it's 32, 33, 31. Like, you know. <laughs> were they making it out of wood or were they making it out no, of. No, so I did, I did that one out of foam. 
out of foam, but were, on because, YouTube videos, were they out of wood? Yeah, it was all out of wood. The okay. only ones I found were out of wood, and okay. they were using like small, um, like one by one or one white by oak two. or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was okay, just quick, you can cut. But they were all like divide this, like use this angle, that angle, start for the middle, work your way. Blah, blah. I literally cut a forty-five on my saw, laid it on the baseboard on the on that angle, and I was like, okay, no, that's, that's not enough degree. Cut a fifty-five. Oh, okay, that looks good. Fucking laid the lines, spaced them all out equally, right to left, then went left to right. And you got diamonds, and then just fill in each fucking thing. And that was it. And that's it. Like, for me, I like to break things down in the most simple possible way that you can ever look at something. For me, that's just the way my brain functions. That's the way I, I work. And I've gone into a lot of arguments with people like that because I try to simplify it so much that they're like, no, that's wrong. But yet we're saying the same thing, but they're saying it's so complicated that they don't understand my simplified version. I don't know if that's a so, me issue. No, no, or... no, no. That makes a lot of sense because are they are these guys trying to just overcomplicate it to make it seem like only professionals can do this and no, that? No, like, no, 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 no. So I don't think it's reason? like I, I think it's just the way that they know. It's the that's way that what they, they were taught. It's the way that their brain functions. Like it's just the way they break down problems. Like, yeah, I th I don't think it's anything like that. I don't think it's I, any egotistic. Or... I was talking to somebody recently, and, and and he actually just told me like a really simple trick about casing, measuring casing. Okay. And for the longest time, we're also used to just you measure right there to the mark at the corner, mm -hmm. and then you take it to the saw and you cut it. But then he's like, I don't do that anymore. I cut the bottom; it's flat. I put it there and I mark it uh, right on the casing, right yeah. on. I've so done that too. You don't have to measure twice. You don't have to Correct. try to fight the measuring on the saw. Mm -hmm. And it actually is a lot smarter. It's a lot faster. It's the same thing. Both are the same. There's so many tools out there, man, to help us. Like, look at that behind. Oh, dude, I just noticed that and I bought one of those. Yeah. And so it's that's the smartest to thing. Find archers, right? I've, so I've been using that for my cove that I just tried out for the first yeah. time. It works beautifully. So we actually. So sorry, just we got to tell people yeah, because yeah. it's not a video podcast. No, sorry. It's just, I don't, what is that thing called again? I don't even know what it's called. It's just a. a so on Amazon, it's, it's a, a flexible curve. Yeah, a flexible radius curve. Carpent, like they consider it a carpenter tool. For me, I just know it as a rad flex. That's what I've known it as. The guy that we used to work for apparently invented it and oh, sold did he? the patent off. It's smart. So, so there's a bunch of, uh, you know, just twist bolts on it Yeah. every five inches or six inches. Yeah. And then you can make any shape you want out of this. Or yeah, you Basically, you can do an S. You can yes. just get singular curves, yeah. rounds. It's smart. And it's like, it's not terribly expensive. I think it was like 50 or 60 bucks, yeah. man. It's cheap. Yeah. There's a longer one. I think there's like a really stupid long one, like nine feet long. I don't even Which know. Which would be nice for domes. Like the dome that I just did. But you would need like two, three guys to work that at the same time. Yeah. That's the challenge. Even this, I was working it by myself and it was it's challenging hard. to do it. It's right? hard. And this one's three feet long. And like I fucked up because I had it in my truck. So I usually have my back seat up. Oh, and it's something. And then like everybody wanted to get in the truck one day and I put the back seat down and it kind of fucking bent it and shit. But it still works. Does it still work? Yeah, yeah. We get it done. <laughs> we get it done, man. So where's it going from here, Peter? Where are you where are you taking the business from here, man? So you've already established yourself. You're the guy that comes in, takes care of this crown, takes care of those ceiling treatments. So where do you plan on going now? You've already figured it out from eighteen to now. To be honest, I haven't really had this conversation with a lot of people, but might as well now. <laughs> uh, 
especially for the longer, the younger guys like listening and who've been hustling since they were fucking 17 years old like me, maybe you might relate. Being 25 now and accomplishing the things that I've accomplished besides like personal family stuff, but business-wise, toys, trucks, money, everything that I could have fathomed when I was a child, house, I have it. I'm not saying that in a cocky way. I'm saying it in a way of like, I've been blessed to come across these things so fast, but now I'm in a position where it's like, almost like, I don't know what to do because you've hit these milestones so quick that now you're looking for another challenge. The way the world is now, it's hard to basically create dreams, trust your dreams, and work on them because you don't know where anything is going. At least that's the way that I feel. You feeling that there's way too much uncertainty right yeah. now? Yeah. Like, so before, like when I was 18, I could dream and not question that dream, that it was going to come true no matter what. If I, as long as I put the work in, I did what I had to do, I was going to be able to succeed no matter what. But today it's not because you're not sure what tomorrow is. Yeah, I think just with everything that's going on, it's like almost presents an issue where it's like, okay, you can dream, but if they didn't switched up everything on you, you're done. You're done. Where are you going to move? You can't. Where? I still believe that there's a recession coming probably towards the end of next year. 100% because a lot of people are doing this stuff on credit. So there's a lot of overexpending going on right now. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you that there is so much uncertainty right now. And same with every day they're changing the rules. Here in Ontario, we could talk about how they're changing the rules. Stuff that was discussed back in the beginning of the year, like maybe spring, early summer, said that would never happen, is happening. Yeah. Right? So it's like, you're right. What are we supposed to do now? So how are you supposed to plan? And I think that the first thing instinctively is to pull back and just to protect yourself yeah. and be careful and just hold your fort. And that's so why I speak. said that. Like me and my lady, we're trying to do this thing at her parents' house because it's like, why are we going to extend ourselves in a position where... You shouldn't. You can't. Right? Yeah. But we still want our own place. We've of been course. together for almost eight, eight years now on and off. It's It's been a road, but it's time, you know, yeah. to go to that next step. Well, both of you guys have these ideas. You have these dreams and yeah. you, you're actually probably planning it out. But then there's the X factor where it's like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? And we can't go there and we can't do that. We yeah. won't get that. Yeah. And then what happens to our plan? So what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to keep on pivoting? Is that the idea? Yeah. And that's like kind of where I've been. Like I said, since 18, 17, it's been like a straight road. Just hustle, move up, hustle, move up, nonstop, just building. Lately, it's been like, yeah, I touched on before, like I want to start building houses and getting involved and like that aspect. So like the answer to the question of what's next is that. But right now, in the moment, it's like, that's kind of what I've been struggling with. The what now for tomorrow. Mm. You can only do so much. What you have and the situation that's available to us and like clients and the way that people feel. And you, there's just so much factors to in, into your business now yep. that were never even a thought two years ago. It wasn't even imaginary that this would be. Yeah, but in the same respect though, Peter, is that... Um we never thought that construction was going to get to this level where there's so much work going on, but we also never thought that material was going to cost so much as well too. Yeah. It's slowly coming back down. Yeah. There's, you're right. I mean, there's lots of variables. That's the nervous part of everything. Cause yeah, we don't, like, what I, if it just shuts down? I don't know down? what to do, man. Like even if I want to go down this, this route that I said, 
there's still a middle ground to where you have to save. You got to save money. Yeah. You got to work. Like you there's can't. like at least two, three years of hustle of not doing anything. But within that two, three years, your mindset still has to stay the same. Yeah. You can't change. You can't weaken. And if anything, you have to get fucking stronger in that mindset. And right now, like not even for myself, I, a lot of people, I think it's hard to keep that mindset of solidarity and hope. And How much longer can you really hang on to that when it's already been going on for like 18 months and we're going into another potential lockdown? Right. We're going into winter. So then what's going to happen? But there? then on the flip side, I'm like, fuck, I'm only 25, accomplished this many things. But realistically, I've only accomplished these things from 16 to 25 because from zero to 16 what you're in school you're doing yeah. this you're doing that you're a focus you're a on kid. yourself you're just a kid so yeah. within four years you've created this much what can another 20 years bring to you but then you have this hanging this out of the way that's right? the situation but with all these other guys that you're seeing waking up one o'clock in the afternoon or whatever are they just riding the storm out is that what they're doing or are they just like they don't want to fight the battle. I got a couple of buddies who it's a mix. I got some buddies who are struggling with this as a whole. They struggled before because they really needed structure in their life when it came to like jobs. Like they were the sort of people who were very nine to five. There was a structure. They were in place. They would go to work always on time. But when there's no structure, there's they're no lost. Structure. They're lost. They're taken away. And then there's people who are just, just, yeah, like you said, just been riding it out, but been riding it out. It's not like they've been riding it out because of COVID. There's people out there who have been riding it out from their parents, from fucking this, just from taking that, advantage been of the riding situation. it out of life. That's like, all it is. Just chilling, man. These, and these like, buddies of yours, are they, are they in construction or are you the only one in construction? One of my good friends, he owns a company called HG Landscaping. Okay. Shout out to them. He's actually come a long way with his business. A lot of ups and downs, got his shit together, created this business with his brother, and they're booming and they're killing it. And Good for him, I fucking love it. I love yep. to see that shit. And he came to me and he's like, bro, you know, like this is kind of like watching you. He's older than me. He's 28. And he's like watching you like just like hustle, bro, the way you hustle and just like money, no business to anybody else. Didn't matter what anybody else was doing, what they were saying, you're just doing your thing. No matter what anybody's opinion So where were was. you getting it from, Peter? Where are you getting it? Are you getting it from your upbringing? Are you getting it from the mentors in the industry? Are you getting it from social media? Where are you getting it from? I would say my drive comes from my mom. Okay. My work ethic comes from my mom, for sure. She's an animal. Yeah. She's a beast, dude. She's been killing it. <laughs> she's freaking, since 18, she's been a waitress her whole life. I remember my mom coming home at like 12. She would leave at 4 as soon as I come from work. And she just busts her ass. Day in, day out, hurt, not hurt, sick, not sick, didn't matter. That combined with probably my grandparents introducing me to the life of finer things when I was young and realizing, yeah, like this is what I want. I want these things. I want nice dinners. I want steak. I want lobster. I want scallops. I want wine. You know, <laughs> like I want these nice things. I yeah. want a Lambo. I want a Ferrari. I want nice cars. But I get the sense you want to hustle to get those things. You don't yeah. want those things given to you. Oh, like, okay. If somebody gave me the lottery, I would take it. For of course. sure. But I wouldn't just chill. I wouldn't know what to do with it right away. Start investing my money. I'd flip that. No problem. You make it. 
then again, if somebody didn't give me a lottery, I'd still make it regardless. So it doesn't matter to me. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, I know what I said before. I'm going through like this whole thing. But deep down inside, there's an animal, man, that you can't tame. And if the world gives me the opportunity to like unleash it and we get everything back, just watch. Just watch. It's funny that there's two sides to this coin where you've got the group of people that are just riding it out, trying to figure out what's going to happen. And you got the other group of people that are, when this shit fucking finally ends, man, I'm going to go even further. Yeah. And that's how you should be planning it. So even though we're talking about how lots, I'm not the only one, lots of trades have said that there is a recession coming. You can't spend this much money, have this much construction where we've never hit these highs With ever. Like no demand of work. Exactly. So the only demand of work are people that are in restaurants and like stuff like that. Like that's hospitality, very high and hospitality, yeah. stuff like that trades. So, so like, the, 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 this is coming. The recession is coming. So you have to prepare for it and get ready for it. But you're, you're smart that you're thinking about this property and lots of other trades are doing that. They're looking at those because they're in more control of yeah. that drive, right? Yeah. And that's really key that you have to be doing that. Then you still deal with the clients. You still deal with other yeah. stuff. But at that point, you've already established these, these two years of what this shit's been going on. As tradespeople in your business, lots of guys started their businesses at the beginning of COVID and they mm -hmm. were scared. Oh, is this going to succeed? Is this going to work? But then we've had so much work that they're striving. They're actually doing really well. Yeah. They should have been, and hopefully they are, focusing on building their brand. So then when it does taper off, you'll be the one that gets called yeah. for those jobs every so often. So you'll have enough to feed you personally, feed your employees, feed everybody. I think there's so many catalysts for guys like me because even people that are my age even like 30 and then younger, not a lot of these people know anything. What do you mean? <laughs> like when it comes to like basic skills with their hands. No, they don't. I have, I've, I've worked in clients' houses. They're 40 years old. They don't know a like, screwdriver. No knock to the wife. The wife knows more than the guy and good on her by all means. God bless. But it's like you're looking at him and you're like, for real? For real, man? She's in hanging the lights. She hanged the picture. She did it. And you didn't do nothing? You sat there on TV? Because that's not their mindset. So for our generation, like my generation, not so much your mind, when these kids start getting older and getting into houses, whether they're buying it, their parents are going to buy it for them, they're renting, stuff's going to have to get done. And if they don't know how to do it, they're going to do it themselves. They're going to fuck it up. And they're going to call someone like me or like you exactly. or like anybody else who's been and in this podcast. And that's where the revenue stream is going to come exactly. from. Exactly. So there's all these guys. And it's, it's so much catalyst. But the only people that are going to capitalize on it are the people who got ready for it. Yeah. And who understand what's coming, whether it's that with the market, anything. If you can pre-plan, you can see what's coming. Hey, if you're wrong, you're wrong. You save 60 grand, go spend it on something else if you're wrong. If you're not wrong, though, that 60 grand will make you fucking yeah. a lot. It's true. It's funny. I never even thought that this conversation was going to go this kind of this this way because I wanted to talk more about what you do. But, I mean, we've talked a lot about what you do. And I haven't even asked you. I know that you guys have a special mix with the mud. Yeah. Right. But you ain't going to divulge that. <laughs> I just learned it. I can't give it away. Well, I, I want people because I get frustrated. You get a lot of homeowners thinking that they can do everything that we do. Yeah. And I 
have been a huge advocate for, I'm sorry, we're just as professional as lawyers and doctors and anybody else who has a professional mm-hmm. career. The same way they figured out their tricks, we have our tricks. And yeah. that's what you're paying for. Yes and no, though. I agree with you to a point, but I have a story to back up why I don't. Okay. Before I had this truck and a couple of years ago, I bought this vehicle off a guy, person I trusted, vehicle didn't last long, about a whole five hours before the motor blew. <laughs> had it up getting it towed home. The guy that picked me up in the tow truck, he's like, oh, you know, he's talking to me, you work construction, this, that, what do you do? Told him, he's like, fuck. He goes, I just redid my bathroom. I said, oh yeah? He's like, yeah, I just redid my bathroom. He was like, I was all nervous because I got all these guys to come and like, give me these these prices. And like, this guy wasn't crazy well off to like spend 60 grand on a bathroom, 50 grand on a bathroom reno. That's expensive, you know what I mean? Coming in as a price, everybody's in their own financial bracket, by all means. He's like, bro, I was like looking at you guys, like you guys are like Superman or like, you guys are like some like special beings. I grabbed the hammer. I broke the wall, and from there, I redid my whole bathroom. And I'm like, see, that's what it is. It's just a matter of like, I get it. You can't have people like that running the business aspect of it. But to see homeowners take the chance, believe in themselves, sure. just, just as an individual, sure. just believe in yourself, you know, say, fuck it. Like, they bleed blood, man. Like, it's red. It's but the they'll same. also get over their heads way no, over their no, heads for sure 100 percent. like 100, you you and, and it, i and most you know all trades could crack open a wall and discover it's a load-bearing wall discover mechanical discover all yeah. kinds of stuff in it that they'll just look at it and like oh it's just a wall yeah. and then they'll start removing certain things and not realizing that yes. they're damaging structure they're damaging mechanical mm-hmm. that's where the difference of professional and the diy are right 100 I, I like there's it. like a limit there's totally like th- like there should be certain projects where you look at if, if you, you have the if you want to say, paint diamonds on the wall, yeah. then by all means paint diamonds and get that roll of frog tape and do it. But if you want to make them, there's a different process. That's that's what I mean. That's yeah. where the difference is, the yeah. balance, right? So and the thing is that you get a lot of homeowners that put us in that position where I can just grab the hammer and just I'll do it myself. Yeah, you can. You can try. It's the same way that I could tinker around in my car if it's I not wanted just to. Designers I, too. Yeah, they're the same thing because they don't they don't do the hands on. Designers, most designers I know don't do the hands on that we do. Everything's on a computer in a book. Or There's a sketch and it's taken from this, taken right. from that, and then they're just shopping. And I'm not dismissing it, but that's basically what it is, right? And that's what you present to the client, mm-hmm. which I totally understand. But for tradespeople, we literally demolish something and then we recreate it in a new way that you want it to and we know how to do it efficiently we know how to do it special and we know how to deliver it what you want to get but all of that costs money yeah i think the one of the most satisfying things of my trade is when clients come to me they're doing like a house downtown or mississauga that's a little older but they want to kind of keep it as it is but they want to update it so they have molding in there that's like original plaster They'll be like, hey, like, can you like match this? I haven't been finding anybody that can do this. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Cut a sample out, bring it to Moldex. They'll create me an exact copy of that molding, no matter what it is. I mean, unless it has fucking like fruits on it or some shit or teeth, (laughs) but like just basic curves, notches, rounds, steps, anything like that, we can copy. And then you go and you're like matching up this new crown 
with this old crown. And like some things that I think about, I'm like, who touched this? How old is this house? Was this some older guy? Was it a, a younger guy? Is this this guy's retirement house? Like these are some things that I like think of because then sometimes I'll leave gifts because eventually someone's going to take down my molding. Yep, they will. So I'll put my number. Or I'll put something. You'll sign. The you'll say I'll something. You'll it. write. You'll you know, say. I did this house in 2000 and whatever this date at this yep. time. And, yeah. and just leave a little note for people. And I think that's something because like I can do that and hide it. Like a painter can't do that. Like you can't paint your. I mean, you could like somewhere. No, like, words you get. You can't do it. But uh, uh, you can do it. A trim carpenter can do yeah. it. Plumbers, mechanicals, they can all leave little notes here and, and there. Who knows? Maybe that turns into a job. That's exactly it, man. Right? No, that's pretty. Somebody's clever. like, "Oh fuck! I just ripped this molding. I don't have a molding guy. Let me call this guy who did it in <laughs> fucking 2021. Is he still around? And or it's what? like 2050. <laughs> Let me call him. He's he got might, a new material or what? <laughs> he might not even be around, man. That's okay, funny. But he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Peter, what did we cover everything, man? Like, what did we we didn't we covered everything, man? Yeah, for the most part, I mean, we've been doing the moldings, waffle ceilings. We used to touch on the veneers. We've been really going on these stone cast mantles, fireplaces. Oh, really? That. Those are not of foam. Nope. No. They're priest, like they're 100% plaster. Who's stone making those? Mix. We make them in house. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, at our shop. Out of any stone material or are they? Um, it's a special, I don't know anything about the mix. Okay. I just install it. It's like this huge chemical compound. Basically, when it's done, a company that you could look up that's on the internet. I don't know if our, any of our mantles are on Avalon.ca, but another company that you could look up would be Omega. Okay. Omega Mantles. Oh, wait a minute. I know Omega. Yeah. So basically, yeah. like that, that same material, the same way they make their mantles, the we're same basically thing. doing the same thing. And then what are you? You're using a mortar mix of some sort to adhere it to what? A cement board? We no. can just go straight up against a wall. We can oh. do custom ones. Like I built a lady in Burlington came to me and she had this older fireplace and like this big MDF mantle in it and her fireplace was stuck out from the wall like I think eight inches okay they built it out so basically took everything apart and then we built like a custom box out of the stone and then put the mantle on top nice. but it just gets adhered with wood nails uh, and it's PO. still compliant so you can still use your fireplace oh you yeah, can... yeah it's all fire rated everything's yeah. fire rated and actually we just not so much we but these guys over at Athlon these Fucking these craftsmen, man, they're crazy. Where are they located? Jane and Applewood. Okay, so they're in Vaughn. Yeah. Okay. Jane all and right. Applewood and Moldex is Jane and Pippin. Is basically right. Yeah, so the they're all up in Vaughn there. Yeah. A- everybody's just even cannibals in Vaughn. But I got this wood beam from my girlfriend's property. It's like uh, there's an old barn there too. Like an original beam. An original barn beam. Okay. These guys were able to cast the beam. I washed it from day one. First, it was a cast solid plaster, heavy as hell of this wood beam on the six foot section that I cut out or whatever that I brought. They casted it and then slowly it got lighter and lighter every day as they redid it, they recasted it. They did it with different material, new steps, make it like this doesn't work. Make it like this, okay, it works. Make it like this, and works a little bit. Let's go this way again. Finally, Still capture all it. the details? Dude, there is not one company, and there's a lot of companies that have tried this. There is not one company that's made a wood beam like us, a false wood beam to go in Are your house. Are they selling it now? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
and you can stain it whatever color you want. And it looks just like wood. How long of a, of a piece is, are they selling it? Or are they going to sell it? Eight foot, ten foot. Whatever you want. Yeah. And it's light. It's basically it's as light as coffered. Yes, yeah, light as hell. I, like, I, like I said, I've seen it come from like being heavy, heavy, heavy to it being manufactured into now where it's completely seamless, light as a feather. You can't tell the difference between our stuff and real wood, and it's half. The so price. basically, you can take anything to them and they can scan it, cast it, create it. Yeah, and it's not even that they scan it. Like these guys are making this shit by hand. Really? Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's pretty crazy. So where's the future of all this stuff? Like, where's this all heading then? Like, what are people are going to start using this for? That's a good question. Are they just going to get more intricate I think ceilings? So. Yeah, I don't think like as a as like where's this going in the future? As saying like the whole industry is going to change. I think that it's just going to basically continue going down the same route. I think it's just going to be getting more involved in like the design, inventing new products, recreating products that are heavy, making them lighter, more efficient, easier to install, like almost like sort of dummy proof. So kind of anybody can do it. How many profiles are they carrying these days? Like it's it's just limited, right? It's endless. So you can never get... Like like I've had designers come to me or architects like, hey, design this molding. Can you make it? Yeah, sure, no problem. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. What are they showing you? They're just showing you a sketch or they're yeah, showing just you a piece? Like some guys will give me a hand sketch. Some guys will give me a CAD drawing. A lot of these custom builders, especially the ones that aren't from here or from Europe that are from like other parts of the world, a lot of these guys are very smart. They have like all these computer programs and everything. Well, they're taking and, like, inspiration from all the original coffered ceilings that yeah. are in Europe. And like that's where a lot of our work is is I found a lot of our work is in Brampton, Oakville, Mississauga. I don't know if it's a culture thing or whatever it is. It's just I find that's where all of our work is. And it's with um, a lot of like Indians, Middle Easterns, all those people. Because I think back home, there's so much of that involved like in their culture, whether it's churches they go into or mosques or whatever they're entering, public buildings, it doesn't matter. There's that. So when they come here, it's like, well, I want that. I want that sense of like decoration around my house, like not just plain nineties and like they have character, design, feeling. It's, it's like, funny how I've always said since day one I've been in construction that there's as many square feet on the ceiling as there is on the floor. Yeah. But yet clients will and designers will always spend so much time and effort choosing hand scrape, whiteboard, white oak, flooring, right? Insets patterns frames all kinds of you know stuff yeah, like tile treatments and shit like that all kinds of stuff but then they'll just leave a flat ceiling and yeah. i'm like you're missing opportunity here it's man. so plain depending so... on the size of the room and the scope there's always a way that you even if it's an eight foot high ceiling you could still do some Dude, sort I can of treatment put a, like i can make a material as thin as a speaker wire really not literally but literally but and you can make it that and it won't break no, so you like could do like a pencil small. rail of so some like sort. If you have like a low ceiling in a condo, you don't want you want detail on your ceiling, but you don't want something that's going to take away from your depth. No, no, you don't. You do something that's a half inch thick, an yeah. inch wide, and you do a nice detail. We can shape it out the same, and you have your detail. So you're busy. You're really busy these days, man. Like yeah. insane busy. Yes, yeah, but you're crazy. on your own these days. Yeah, on my own. Head subcontractor out at Avalon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the head subs at Moldex. I'm just trustworthy, man. I'm trustworthy. I go to work every day. It's good for you, up, man, that you're so young shit. and you you built such a brand and such a loyal customer base that they, that's the word that's getting out. Yeah. Give him a call. Give him a call. And lately, lately, I've been noticing it. 
it's been like just like two years of growing this page and just like consistent, just putting work out, just doing good work, just being a good human. People are talking to me about it on like Facebook and like, I'm not even being tagged. Like I'll have people send me a screenshot, like, yo, this person just mentioned you in this group chat. And like this person just mentioned you here. They're talking about you here, but they don't, they don't know that I have like social. Maybe it's a client that I did three, four years ago that I just did. And now they're talking like, this guy's good, man. Trust well, me. there's a social media fence I'm noticing that there's a lot more people going towards face back to Facebook now, but they're going back for group purposes. Yeah. Because I think they've gotten tired of the keyboard warriors on Instagram that they're just fed up with it. They don't want to yeah. deal with it. I mean, Facebook's I, I, more professional. Exactly. That's exactly it, right? For and, everybody, not and, just for us. No, no, and I, and I totally agree with you on that. And I'm seeing that curve. I'm yeah. seeing that trend happen. For good reason, too, because mm-hmm. I think that and, and now I, I lots of guys have gone on TikTok and I think TikTok is just Instagram on roids and it's just not benefiting anybody other than your own social media ego. That's the, all it is. The consumer ain't on TikTok. I'm sorry to break it to you guys. But all your buddies or anybody, all the keyboard warriors or all the people. The who networking talk, yeah, is on TikTok. That's where it is. The network is on TikTok. The network but your is clients, on Instagram. I agree with you, are on Facebook. They're in groups yeah. and listen to the groups. The guy groups. who's spending the money yeah, ain't on there. TikTok. That's exactly I'll it. I'll tell man. you that. Yeah, no, okay, I agree yeah. with you, man. You can get the odd one, 100%. But the majority of it. No, totally. Oh, man, Peter, this has been a great talk, man. I, I really it. appreciate I it. it. So every, everybody, nervous, Picasso, Picasso Interior Con. That's it. So Picasso Interiors with an S. Yeah. CA, and then your email again is p t i m p a n o nineteen at gmail.com. and then it's Picasso underscore Interiors underscore Con. Yes, sir. We got we got to wrap up the show. We got to wrap up the show. Twelve questions of construction. You ready to go, Peter? I'm ready. I don't know if I can answer them, but I'm yes, ready. Yes, you can. Everybody can answer these questions, man. There's there's no right or wrong. What is your favorite construction word? I don't fucking know, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Probably fuck. <laughs> That's it. You're jumping the gun, man. Is it? Lots of people choose that one. I think so. What is your least favorite construction word? Tejbon. <laughs> what turns you on in construction? A happy client. What turns you off in construction? Guys who think they know what they're doing. Yeah, I know what you mean. What is your favorite curse word or phrase? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what is your favorite car, truck, or bike, or vehicle? Ooh, that's a tough one. As a car guy, probably have to go with the OG Ferrari Enzo. Oh, you're going all the way there, huh? Yeah. What is your least favorite car, truck, or bike, or vehicle? Probably smart car. <laughs> Lately, man, a lot of people have been choosing that annoying car, man. I'm not a fan of it either. I haven't seen a lot around lately. Like before, there was a phase you saw them all the time, but yeah. Yeah, because you had those idiots that were parking them perpendicular to the parking spots because they could just fit them in that way. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be in that vehicle. If Smart it ever gets car into tipping. A, That's a thing. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Like cow tipping? <laughs> smart car tipping, smart man. Smart car tipping. Please uh, tip as many smart cars as you guys can. If you want to flex, <laughs> DM me. <laughs> <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? Probably the sound of the nail gun in the morning from the carpenters. The That's funny. When the site I love is that one. quiet, because I usually get there early 7. And like you got the odd carpenter that's there. They got the nail gun. Oh, I love it. I love it. Nice. So peaceful. Sounds it's like production. a production. What construction sound or noise do you hate? A fucking lunch truck. That still arrives on the job sites. Oh I've, my god! I've thought to myself that and that fucking 
those things are going to disappear $40 fucking veal sandwiches that are a week old and they're coffee. How much are they? I don't know. Like, I think I only bought, like, literally in eight years. They're over burnt or something. Like, they're dry. They're nasty. Yeah. Microwave. I heard, like, the coffee machine shit doesn't get changed, like, once a month. Like, the filter. They just keep reusing I thought those things were going to die. I thought they were going to be gone. so annoying. It's like, it's almost the same guy who does the, 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 the sharpening. Like that's all gonna disappear too. Yeah, like, but sometimes I need my lawnmower done. <laughs> <laughs> I bring a lunch to work, man. Like I ain't gonna spend my wage on your veal. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Could be anything. Mm, probably heavy machine. Really? Yeah. If I if I could do it again, I'd either be heavy machine operator or hydro. Yeah. What profession would you not like to do? Fuck, clean the porta potties, man. Fuck that shit. That's a hard job. That's a hard job. <laughs> These guys got it rough. I've been trying to get a guy on on the show. I want to talk to him because I'm sure they Porter got, Cable won't come or I, I, whoever. I, I've been trying. I've been pot. asking. I know that they have a lot of stories, man. So it's just I want to talk to them. Yeah, they got a shitty job, that's for sure. <laughs> Last question: <laughs> If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You want badass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much peter i really appreciate it no man. Problem, Enlighten guys. Us, man. honestly this has been a good show uh, guys check him out picasso interior con uh, he's the owner young he knows what he's doing if you guys ever need any of those check out the eig it's picasso underscore interiors underscore con his email is p-t-i-m-p-a-n-o-19 at gmail.com and the website is picasso interiors with an s dot c-a Thanks, Manny. I appreciate it. Thank you, Much Peter, love. man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. We got to get out of here now. We're wrapping it up. Thanks, it. man. Time to eat. Yes. Starving.